my name is John McLaughlin, and I do uh, public opinion and political polling. Uh, I've done it for over uh, 35 years, uh, where, where I'm a partner in my company, uh, McLaughlin & Associates. And uh, we work for very uh, well-known people, 23 members of Congress, six senators, uh, and President Trump was one of our clients. We were his campaign pollster. We were the first pollster on his campaign, and right there through Election Day. Less than one year has passed since I first stood at this podium in this majestic chamber to speak on behalf of the American people and to address their concerns, their hopes, and their dreams. I thought he gave a tremendous State of the Union address, not just because I work for him and know him, but I'm looking forward to, to a positive shift in the polling numbers. Um, because uh, compared to last year when Barack Obama gave his State of the Union address, uh, the TV ratings, the initial TV ratings are up 19%. So he generated increased viewership. Uh, and the results from the media polls last night uh, CBS poll said 75% of all voters that watched approved of the speech, including 97% of Republicans, 72% of Independents, and 43% of Democrats. And other responses were overwhelmingly positive from the CBS poll among the over 1,000 people that they surveyed who watched the speech. 81% felt that Trump's speech was trying to unite the country rather than divide it. 91% said they liked what they heard on infrastructure. 75% liked what they heard on national security. 72% favored what they heard on immigration. So I think it was a very successful speech where the president not just played to his base, but also broadened. He played to the majority of Americans, to their values, to their, uh, uh, to not just to their the facts that he was able to talk about how successful he he's been the first year, but also to their emotions and let them let them see uh, a very honest, thoughtful uh, president who really is trying to move the country forward. My duty and the sacred duty of every elected official in this chamber is to defend Americans, to protect their safety, their families, their communities, and their right to the American dream. Because Americans are dreamers, too. Well, we know from the surveys that we do for Secure America Now, we know how important security is to the vast majority of Americans. We know that they care about the issues of securing the border, fighting and defeating terrorism, strengthening our national defense. We know those are already uh, overwhelmingly important issues that would decide elections as well as it's, it's basic to a value that they share. So when the president, and by the way, I thought that was the most impactful line of the whole speech when he said, all Americans are dreamers. He basically played to our higher goals and aspirations where it's not just people that come here anymore that that have these uh, expectations for a better life. It's everyone that's already here. And and uh, we don't have to settle for a new normal, or we don't have to settle for something like this is as good as it's going to get. Americans are here because we aspire for better things. We aspire for peace and prosperity. We want the next generation to be safer and more prosperous than the current generation. And when the president said that, that one soundbite connected with virtually everybody in the room except for Democrats that were sitting on their hands. And it was just uh, kind of a shock. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, think, I think the president reached out to an audience well beyond 
the people in the in the House chamber there, and he really did connect with the vast majority of Americans. Over the next few weeks, the House and Senate will be voting on an immigration reform package. Well, the idea of, of what eventually that they would get citizenship in 10 to 12 years. I think he was reaching out... Um, you know, with with reaching out for the Democrats, where we know the Democrats are in this open borders position. They really don't want to compromise. And the president has gone well beyond the uh, initial set of uh, deferred action uh, uh, of immigrants who, who basically they're here illegally, and there's about six or 700,000 of them. And the president's saying he will go more, he'll go for their immediate families as well as for these uh, for these uh, dreamers, but he wants something in return. He doesn't want to have to redo this a few years from now or cause uh, a much larger immigration problem. So he's got three other pillars that go with that, where he does say that he wants to end uh, the diversity lottery. That has brought us terrorists, and he mentioned that. Um, he wants to end the chain migration. Uh, and switch that to a to a uh, to a uh, system based on merit, and he wants to uh, secure the borders with the fence, with the wall that the majority of voters agree with. So, even though I was citing uh, a CBS media poll of people that watched it last night, where the the seven out of ten of them said they favored what they heard on immigration, um, in their previous polls they know that most people favor. Uh, giving them legal status, but the president went well beyond that. And I'm sure there's plenty of voters in his base that are not happy with that. But with the other three pillars, if they get that, that would be an effective compromise uh, because it would make the country safer and more secure. Uh, but he demonstrated he's capable of reaching out. On the other hand, with close polls in Congress where the Democrats think they're going to be able to take over the House of Representatives, um, it's really transparent that we're not getting any of their votes. I mean, they, they literally uh, are, are, were sitting on their hands, refusing to clap, when the president basically told them all that he would, in public, for the entire world and, and that audience, that he would, he would be willing to uh, grant citizenship or a path to citizenship for people that are here illegally. Um, but the Democrats, you know, are refusing to compromise. So he's exposing them. And... Uh, uh, I think I think the, it was a smart move on the president's part, and and he knows that if he's able to uh, work an effective compromise where you do end the diversity lottery, where you do end uh, this chain migration system, where he's able to secure the border, the country will be better off in the long term. I recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Right. Besides having worked for Secure America Now. And having worked for President Trump's campaign, um, I was also able to work for Prime Minister Netanyahu in his last campaign. So when you're asking why is this important now, uh, it, for those of us who realize how important an ally is uh, uh, Israel to the United States um, and, and the way that we're a beacon of freedom for the world. Israel is a beacon of freedom for democracy and, and, and free people in the Middle East. Um, and, and I've been over there plenty of times. And uh, uh, it was a high-stakes election back in, in 2015 when President Obama 
and his allies really wanted to see Prime Minister Netanyahu defeated. Uh, Prime Minister, uh, I mean, President Obama had previously said he wanted to uh, roll back Israel's borders to the 67 lines. He wanted to grant uh, Arabs the right of return. He wanted to divide Jerusalem. Uh, and all these things were making indefensible Israel that would probably lead to more instability and war in, in, in uh, the Middle East, if not the destruction of Israel. And why was President Obama, uh, through his political allies, uh, um, you know, trying to defeat Prime Minister Netanyahu? It was because he wanted this Iran deal that is really bad for the United States in that Iran has been emboldened. Uh, you know, it's it's been well documented that they uh, are responsible for aiding the Taliban in uh, uh, the deaths of American soldiers in Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh, they now have what they call a land bridge all the way to the Golan Heights from Tehran uh, to the Golan Heights in Syria. They could drive their troops uh, to, and put them within range of Israel. Um, they're developing these intercontinental ballistic mi missiles, just like North Korea, and collaborating with them. And they're and 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 at their discretion, uh, their nuclear program is still intact and could develop a nuclear weapon, uh, which could create instability throughout the Middle East, if not the world. So, um, so for the president, uh, uh, you know, for President uh, uh, Trump to say. Uh, Israel's our ally, and Israel is, you know, we're going to stand strong with Israel, and we're moving our embassy to their capital. They chose their capital, not us. And and every other country in the world where we have our embassy, it's in their capital. And for some reason, with Israel, you know, a lot of countries won't do that because they're, they're capitulating to these terrorists. And... You, you know, when you look at the Palestinians, they don't want to compromise with Israel. You know, I'm sure Israel, if they had, if they, you know, if if the Palestinians came to the table with a two-state solution that was guaranteed peace for both, you know, for their people and for the Israeli people, I'm sure the Israelis would do it. But right now, you have a have a Palestinians that's basically run by Hamas, who are terrorists. And they only recognize the destruction of Israel. They only, they have, you know, they, it's well known that they, they think Palestine from the Mediterranean to, uh, you know, everywhere else that is called Israel right now should be their country. So, uh, uh, so I think, I think Donald Trump, by strengthening Israel, is, is basically telling the Palestinians and, and countries like Iran that support them, uh, you know, this is reality. Israel's a reality. You have to recognize that reality. That's why our embassy is going to be there, and we're going to be there and strong. And you have to negotiate with them and come to a solution. President Trump has said, you know, whatever they negotiate between the Palestinian people and the Israeli people, he'll, he'll be fine with. But go negotiate and agree on something. And you've got one side that refuses to negotiate. So we might as well have our embassy in the capital of, of the people that... Um, you know, do recognize freedom and recognize, uh, 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 you know, the, the, the right for uh, people to exist. And, uh, you know, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a smart policy by President Trump. I am asking Congress to address the fundamental flaws in the terrible Iran nuclear deal. But no regime has oppressed its own citizens. 
more totally or brutally than the cruel dictatorship in North Korea. Well, I think in the, it's, it's very simple. When he, when he spoke last night, he's looking for, uh, you know, a greater, a, a stronger America, a more prosperous America. I mean, he's already started to put us on a path of greater economic growth, where he said 4% annual growth should be a goal that should be achieved rather than, uh, you know, something where for the last eight years the American economy didn't grow at 2% a year. We need 4% growth so that people have jobs, people have uh, pay raises, people uh, uh, are able to afford the things they want so that, so that there's a growing American economy that we can all share in. Um, also, I think he's, without a doubt, he's looking for a safer and more secure America and the world. And uh, um, th- that, kind of, that, that kind of aspiration is, is just fundamental to who we are and, 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 and basically where we, when, he, when he was referring to that Statue of Freedom that sits on the Capitol, I mean, in a secure world, we can have freedom. In a, in a world where there's threats and our securities. Uh, you know, uh, at jeopardy, in jeopardy. I, I, I think uh, uh, we all realize that 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 freedom, you know, is is basically becomes, uh, you know, a sacrifice where where we have to sacrifice for that freedom rather than uh, uh, rather than uh, uh, taking it for granted that we'll always be free. So, uh, so I think the president's putting the, the country onto a stronger path for basically national security, for economic security. And uh, and he really and, and what was amazing was he really spoke to to individual heroes in our society uh, last night. He it was really not about him, although he talked about his successes and his accomplishments and his and his administration. He really talked about the people who benefit from his policies, whether it was you know that the the, the hero who had left North Korea. Uh, and he basically, you know, uh, somebody who with an amputated leg, who found his way out of Korea, escaped from there, and has moved to South Korea, and is constantly broadcasting uh, the truth about what goes on in North Korea versus uh, the propaganda. Um, he talked about an American hero who uh, had reenlisted in in the military after losing both those legs and his eyesight and uh you know it just it just tells you about the, and and law enforcement people he was talking about you know a, a police officer there and their wife who adopted a a, a child whose mother had been a, you know addicted to drugs i mean he was really celebrating the values that we that uh we as Americans enjoy and that you know we'd like to see a greater celebration and greater freedom in the future so it was just a it was a wonderfully reassuring speech it really exposed how empty his critics are and it really gave something for the majority of Americans to say this is a good president we need to see his policies continue and uh secure america now has done a great job because during a time when our country seemed more threatened from terror and 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 from uh, the insecurity of a dangerous world, uh, Secure America has been advancing these issues uh, that you're seeing enacted into policies in the Trump administration and in the current Congress that are making us safer and more secure. I mean, when you think about it, was President Trump was celebrating the defeat of ISIS in less than a year? Uh, that. Col- Caliphate, which uh, has the caliphate, which has extended from basically Iran um, through Iraq into Syria, 
has been all re- the 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 ground has all been retaken. ISIS has lost their basis to launch terror attacks against the United States, and uh, President Trump did that. But I'll tell you, for the last few years, it was Secure America Now and their supporters who were raising those issues, so that President Trump uh, would have the support for those policies that would make uh, our country more secure and the world more secure. And at a time when a lot of other people, um, you know, were afraid to speak out on it or just basically wanted to accept that we had to live in that kind of world and we'd never be able to defeat that kind of evil. And, uh, uh, you know, the members and the supporters of Secure America Now uh, made that happen and never accepted that. So hopefully uh, hopefully the, the progress towards keeping us all more safe, more secure, more free continues over the next few years, let alone for decades to come.